know, there are some mornings when I step outside myself and I look around town and I just wonder at how busy and interconnected town and all the people in it are. And this morning was one of these mornings. So I headed out just after seven o'clock this morning to get a warrant of fitness. I stopped off at the local cafe. I got myself a coffee. Uh, the barista was already very busy, but he gave me a cheery good morning. Hello. Hello. I'll have a cappuccino. Thank you. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you very much. I got to the testing station and a mechanic also said, good morning. And hey, just drive on. I'll start checking it already. You go into the office. He got cracking on without delay. Good bloke. Uh, the woman at the counter uh, said, hello, Andrew. And I went, hello. How did you know that? She said, oh, I saw your number plate when you drove in and I imported it and uh, I just presumed that you were the owner. So I thought I'd say, good morning, I've already started the paperwork. That'll be $68, please. I went, wow, that's fantastic. What great service. So I waited for the car to get through uh, the warrant. Uh, outside, a man was mowing the berm happily. Uh, coming up to eight in the morning, back and forth. Uh, there was a service station just across the way. The workers there were all really busy. And then I saw a man with three medicine balls. Do you know how hard it is for one man to carry three medicine balls? You know, those big bouncy balls you do gym exercises on. He was carrying three of them. And he took it into the gym equipment store across the road. And it just struck me as it strikes me every now and then. All these people busy, busy working, working alone. And yet the result keeps the whole town, our whole society ticking on. Everybody's a little cog inside the big machine. It's always quite amazing, really. The way that machine works blows my mind. But today I looked with slightly different eyes because I wondered whether each of these people beavering away, making our town work, were being paid fairly for what they do. Because yesterday the government announced a fair pay working group to be chaired by Sir Jim Bolger to look at what was fair pay on a sector-by-sector -sector basis. Fair pay agreements will set minimum standards for wages and employment conditions like allowances and weekend and night rates and hours of work and leave arrangements for all workers within industries. And the agreements will be set through collective bargaining between unions and employers within each of these sectors without the need for bargaining with an individual employer. Meanwhile, so it doesn't get messy and too much argy-bargy. Strikes and lockouts not permitted while these negotiations for fair pay agreements are going on. Interesting, really. Remember, we already have a basic fair pay agreement. We have many of them. Uh, they're covered in minimum wage legislation and all our labour laws and the Holiday Act. But fair pay agreements have been Labour's policy for a while. But as is this government style, it's a compromise. It stops short of being a collective wage bargaining policy like the old days because it's only determining the minimum conditions. And that's what makes it a double-edged sword. If you set the minimum conditions too high, employers will feel the squeeze. But if you set them too low, employers will go, aha, take advantage and pay employees less than they're actually worth. Ask the good teachers at the moment who are paid the same as bad ones. You've got to get this right. Too high, it's bad for, for work. Too low, it's bad for the employees. And the thing about fair pay is a very subjective thing. This morning, was the lawnmower I saw worth as much as the service station worker or the barista or the incredibly talented man who balanced three medicine balls? 
And was the woman in the testing station who was so efficient at her job that she knew my name before I'd even got into the office worth more than some of the surly admin staff I've met at the testing station before? And can anyone in a head office in some other town actually know the various worth of each of us? I've often heard employees talk about great workers. And they say, this guy is fantastic. He's worth his weight in gold. The question has always been, do employers put that gold where their mouth is? At the end of the day, most working relationships is between the individuals, the boss and the worker. And that is where the responsibility for fairness lies. I've always felt that when committees take over fair pay negotiations, there will be just as many winners and losers as we already have. Some will be paid too much and some will be paid too little. By the way, I got the warrant. <laughs> the hour. 